lost, and found, Nikki said. She plopped onto a chair beside him, grinning like a happy child. Whether her happiness came from the concept of running a business together or from tormenting him was hard to tell. Probably a little of both. Despite his resistance, Michael found himself saying, Lost and found. Catchy, don't you think? Nikki replied. We'll be a place where people go to find someone they've lost. A missing family member, a runaway kid, things like that. The cops don't do much in those situations, so we'd find them. Hence, lost and found. That's what PIs are for. Sure, private investigators do that, too, but we'd be better at it because we wouldn't be constrained by all the nuisance laws that licensed investigators have to follow. It would be our specialty. Our specialty, Michael said. Now you're catching on, Nikki replied with a wink. No. Then, of course, there'd be the other side of the business. Other side? Yeah, like... You do now, but you'd have me to help you. Jesus, Michael muttered. Restoring the balance, Nikki said. Isn't that how you put it the other day? In a slow, deliberate tone, Michael said. Nikki, you are not a hitman. Hell, I know that, silly. I'd be your assistant. My assistant. Why do you keep repeating my words? I'm hoping they will somehow sound better the second time around. Nikki chuckled. Don't be so uptight. You know this would work. You could give up the software design, and don't deny having told me that you're tired of it. I'm not denying that. The lost and found name works perfectly for both aspects of our business. The legitimate end speaks for itself, then for that other segment of people who need us. We'll find the bad guys and make them disappear. Lost and found in reverse. No. Undaunted, Nikki said, think about it. I have a feeling the idea will grow on you. No. We'll talk about it more later, Nikki said. I'm going to shower, then you can take me out for Mexican food. Michael shook his head in exasperation. Nikki had more determination than anyone he'd ever met, and while his common sense screamed for him to put an end to her crazy ideas, a part of him was intrigued. He sighed, took a swallow of Perrier, and acknowledged that he very well may have lost his mind. Chapter 2 Michael swung his Porsche into Bourbon Street's parking lot. He'd made plans to meet Isaac at a local bar tonight, saying only that he needed to talk about something. Now he'd suddenly developed a ridiculous case of the jitters, knowing he'd have to delve into a long-avoided topic. Even though he and Isaac had been friends for 30 years, they had never actually discussed his mother walking out and taking his sister along. Initially, the experience had been too painful for Michael. He'd been a seven-year-old boy. Hurt, confusion, and guilt that he had somehow caused his mother to abandon him Taking only his sister had left him unable to confide his feelings even to his best friend. Hell, at age seven, he wasn't even sure he knew what his feelings were. Time had ticked on. 
He never seen his mother or sister again. He never talked about it. And sensing how off limits it all was, Isaac had never asked. Somehow, over the years, he and Isaac had formed an unspoken agreement not to go into that dark corner of Michael's life. Twenty-seven years later, Michael was about to step into that abyss. He needed to find his sister before his father died, a belated effort to bring his father peace. Isaac pulled into the parking lot just as Michael was stepping out of his car. The two of them made an interesting pair. Michael was white, tall, blonde hair bordering on too long, green eyes, well-toned but not overly muscular. Isaac was black, shorter, black hair shaved to near bald, deep brown eyes, muscular in the way that resulted from long hours at the gym. Having been best friends since kindergarten, they had occasion.